We are being followed, my queen. She had not been a queen for centuries, but her two loyal servants still referred to her as such. Both men flanked her now as they approached the great stone city of Jericho on foot. They were the only members of her royal guard who had refused to take part in an insurrection against her, now thousands of years after freeing her from the tomb in which she'd been placed by her traitorous prime minister, these former warriors for a lost kingdom remained her constant companions and protectors. It was their companionship that mattered most. She knew a loneliness which she could never fully describe to another being, a loneliness she had long accepted, but she feared might one day destroy her. There was very little else from which she needed to be protected. She was immortal, and so were they. Continue to walk, she commanded quietly. Do not pause. Her men obeyed. They were close enough to the city to smell the spices coming from the market just beyond the stone walls. She towered over most people, but her servants were both taller than she by almost half. To her right walked Inamun, with his proud but bent nose, broken in an ancient battle between tribes who had long since died out. Aktamu was on her left, his round boyish face out of place atop his lean muscular body. They hailed from no specific lands. Immortality had made the world their home. But today they dressed as traders from Kush in skirts of leopard skin that shifted over their long legs with broad golden sashes stretched over their bare muscular chests. Her swaddling of blue robes allowed her slender arms to move free. The walking stick she used was a show for mortals. She did not tire or require rest as they did. The road before and behind was clear of wagons in this moment, and so it was no surprise the three of them had drawn notice from someone outside the city gates, and yet to hear Inamun tell it, this attention was sustained, and suspiciously so. When Bektaten looked back over one shoulder, she saw the spy. His skin was a few shades lighter than her own, the same color as those who inhabited the city ahead. He stood a good distance up the barren hillside off to their left, wrapped in robes and latticed by the frail shade from an olive tree. He made no attempt to conceal himself. His stance and position were a warning, a threat of some sort, and his eyes... They were as blue as those of the men with whom she'd traveled for centuries. They were as blue as her own. They were eyes changed by the elixir she had discovered thousands of years before, a discovery that had caused her kingdom's fall.